Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Kaching with Jane King podcast, a podcast from parents to parents to help us teach the next generation about money. Now, today's podcast is brought to you by Arc Athletics, a New York City-based fitness and athletic training facility. To keep your young athletes healthy and injury-free during spring sports season, you can get tips and watch videos on arcathletics.com. And today's guest is Rachel Cruz. So Rachel's been helping Americans learn the proper ways to handle money, stay out of debt. She serves as a Ramsey personality, using her knowledge and experiences from growing up as Dave Ramsey's daughter to educate others. She co-authored the number one New York Times bestselling book, Smart Money, Smart Kids, with her dad. Her new book, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, was released in October of 2016. That sounds like a great book. Uh, She speaks to churches, colleges, conferences about the dangers of debt and the importance of saving money. So, Rachel, welcome to the Kaching with Jane King podcast. It's great to have you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Now, Rachel, since this is meant for parents, let's focus on that. Even though I was looking at your website, you have so much great advice on so many different money issues. But um, let's start with three ways. You have this neat little thing. There are three ways to raise hardworking kids. Can you please help me with that? I have two children (laughs) and they are so lazy. <laughs> I know, I know. And this is so tough for parents because there's such a balance, right? I mean, as you're parenting, uh, I have a two-year-old, so she's still a little young uh, on the spectrum. But it's hard because you're like, you want them to be kids and enjoy life. But then at the same time, you feel this responsibility of uh, really building who they are and because they're going to leave one day. And it's like, I want you to be able to win out in life. And I don't want to raise, you know, yeah, some, some kid who doesn't know how to work. So there is a balance between being a kid and having fun and yet still in stealing great principles uh, in them. And so, yeah, work is one of those. And it's so vital. And I think it's it's something that is lacking uh, in our culture today. And I hate to rag on millennials, but um, because I think there's some amazing ones out there for sure, but they kind of get a bad rap. So as parents with young kids, uh, the first thing I always say is to uh, give your kids a commission not an allowance. Okay. So what do you mean by that exactly? Yeah. So allowance is just handing your kids money because they breathe, right? It's like, okay, well, you get $5 a week just because you're living. Uh, we're a commission. <laughs> it's tied towards work. And so, you know, you do a chore, you get a dollar or whatever, you know, whatever amount you decide to give them per chore. Uh, but this is key because what this does is it really gives them a foundation of this connection between work and money. 
I feed the dog, I get paid. Uh, I help, you know, maybe vacuum and I get paid. I clean my room, I get paid. And so it's just, you know, having these really, these, these great connections between work and money. And when you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. If you work, you get paid. And so, again, a, a real-life principle, right? I mean, as adults, if we don't go to work and we don't show up, we end up getting fired and we don't get paid. Uh, and so you're really, you know, giving them that head start. And, again, there's a balance here because I do think that there are some things around the house that your kids need to do because they're part of the family. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, for my household, you know, growing up, the kitchen, we were never paid on things in the kitchen. You know, bringing dishes to the sink, helping mom clean up after dinner, like that was just part of being a Ramsey and who you were. You're a part of this family. But then there were a couple of other chores that mom and dad did attach money to. Uh, and I love that because there's so many teachable moments. When your kids actually work and earn their money, they give it differently, they save it differently, they spend it differently. I mean, everything's different inside of them because they had to sacrifice to get that money. So instead of just giving your kids a $5 bill, have them work for it. So commission, not allowance. And part of that is going to be communicating to your kids what you expect. Uh, And you can't, again, just expect your kids just to know these things and just to do them because you feel like they're just these perfect little children. No, you need to tell them and communicate, hey, here are your expectations. Here's what we want you to do. And part of that too, I think for kids is to make it visual. So even have a chore chart on the refrigerator and say, hey, here are the chores that you're in charge of this week. And you know, here's maybe even the dollar amount that's associated with them, uh, and they can check it off once they've done it, but really communicate those things uh, to your kids. And then also, I would say for older kids, find things uh, that they're interested outside the house. Uh, you know, maybe they, they, if you, you know, have a kid who loves to babysit and they love babies, you know, maybe they can babysit outside the house or, or even I've heard so many kids recently, which is so funny to talk about, but we're in 2017. So I guess it's becoming more of a reality of even kids, you know, learning to code and to build apps and like all these, these kinds of things that I'm like, Oh my gosh, the technology side, I don't even know about, but Mm -hmm. more and more I get these stories of parents who say, yeah, my kid was interested in this. And so we really kind of helped him, you know, figure out and get the tools to do it. And he built this app and it was great. You know, that kind of thing. So there's things that they love to do outside the house. You know, there's so many great moments of learning to work uh, and have that work ethic associated to those. Yeah. And just look for ideas in your community, whether it's shoveling snow or mowing yards or helping an elderly person with their grocery, you know, just something that people need to do. Now, you mentioned something that I found works really well. So um, and that's being specific about your expectations. And I think this actually follows you all through adulthood. um, But like I'll say to my kids, clean up your room. And they'll kind of go in there and clean it up a little bit. But if I'm very specific, like, okay, you need to put your shoes back in the bin that the shoes go in and you need to fold all these things and put those there and do this. So if you give them specific things, I think that that helps them too. I think kids really kind of do want to work and they want to earn money and they want to learn, but they need some guidance. They do. Exactly. And again, I think uh, it's kind of a miniature goal setting session for them, right? Because they're able to visually see, okay, I put my shoes up, I folded the, you know, the clothes mom asked me to. And so just being able to have those specifics, I think you're exactly right. And and when you accomplish something, even if you're five or you're 25 or you're 55, whenever you accomplish something that you have to do, it just feels good. You feel complete. It's like, okay, I did something. And your kids are going to have that same, that same response. Yeah. And they know what's expected of them and that there's work that needs to be done and 
they get paid for that and they've reached a goal and it'll help them in the workforce that they know. I always tell my kids, you know, to ask what, okay, I've did this job. What else needs to be done? And I said, when you go on in your workforce, that's a good thing to learn is to ask, okay, I finished this. What else? What else do, do we need to do? So, um, okay. So another subject that I know uh, just about any parent can relate to the cost of sports. So I added up how much we spent on sports for our two kids last year. And now I live in New York, so let me just preface that. Like, everything is totally (laughs) overpriced here. So I have a 7-year-old and 9-year-old, a girl and a boy. Um, So we spent $3,500 on martial arts. Uh, He joined a leadership group. And so, of course, you know, that charges more. $300 on soccer, $500 on basketball. So it was like $4,000, like a little over $4,000 for my son to be in sports last year. Uh, For my daughter, $1,400 on gymnastics. Uh, about the same on dance. So that was like $7,000 that we spent on sports last year. And, um, you know, I mean, and a lot of these groups are small businesses that, um, you know, the dance group is a small business and the martial arts group is a small business. So I get it. And I like to support small businesses, but that's really, um, that's really a lot of money. So what, what are your thoughts on sports? And it is an important thing, I think, for kids to learn physical activity and competition and all that. But how, where do you come down on that? Yeah, I do. And I think, you know, when it comes to your money and what you decide is best for your family, uh, my number one rule is if you don't have the money, don't buy it. If you don't have the money, don't purchase it because I am definitely a believer in not going into debt. So if you're going into debt for these things, then I would say you need to just cut it off at the source because what that's going to lead to is more stress financially. Uh, You're doing things that you simply cannot afford. So get your family. You're going to love your family better in a sense that uh, you get yourself better financially and then be able to go back to do those things. But if you're constantly just um, charging the credit card and you're not able to pay for these things, then I say red flag, red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, But besides that, say you have the money to be able to do these things and support your kids in sports. If that's where you decide that your family values to put your money and your time, then do it. I mean, you get a say over your life and you get to say, Hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to choose to do this maybe versus going on a bigger family vacation this summer. And we're going to, you know, we're choosing to spend our money here versus there. And so you really do have to look and say, okay, is this what we, is this what we want to do? And I think looking at your value system as a family is huge. Uh, cause it can be so easy just to go through the year and look back, you know, we just kind of went through tax season and it's like, you look back on your income for 2016 and you're like, Oh my gosh, where did it all go? Yeah. You know, I, I made all this money. Where did it go? And if you live your life like that in general, over time, you're going to end up getting to retirement and having nothing to show for it. So you want to make sure that you um, not only have the money, but that you say, we're going to plan for this. And this is what we are intentionally deciding. We're not going to accidentally just spend $7,000 because we just look up one day and, oh my gosh, that's what ended up happening. No, we decided as a family, we're going to do gymnastics. Yep. That's in the budget. That's great. We can do that. We're going to do martial martial arts. You know, we can do that. That's great. And so you just plan out, this is what we decide to do and we have the money so we can do it. So yeah, $7,000. It's like, oh my gosh, it takes, you know, it makes you, it makes you just stop for a second. But again, if you have the money and that's where you all choose to value and any listener out there, same to you, if that's where you choose to spend your money versus somewhere else, then do it. You get to decide that. Uh, but I do want to make sure you, you, your family is taken care of financially above kids sports. You do want to prioritize that. So again, making sure you're not going into debt, um, you're able to, to, 
you know, live a life in the sense that you, uh, you have money that you're saving, you're doing things like retirement, funding college, you're doing important things, uh, for your kid's future as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, you know, just different tips that I think of is, you know, keep the sports local. If you are on a tight budget and you are like, Oh gosh, Rachel, you know, we live paycheck to paycheck and we're spending money on all the sports, you know, maybe for a season or two, they don't travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you keep it local because a lot of travel sports, that's where, that's where you start really writing the checks and the money starts going crazy. Um, and again, parents, they want the best for their kids. And if your kid is really good at something and they're excelling, yes, you want them to be the best of the best, but you want to be realistic. I mean, the, the percentage of students that actually go to college, for instance, and get a full ride scholarship on sports, or even the smallest percentage of them actually going out and earning a living doing that is very, very small. It's very insignificant. Sure. And so, um, so the, so the, what you're putting into that, you just have to be realistic of saying, okay, is it worth that investment? Uh, so keep it local, be realistic and in other sports, gear, which is extremely expensive, you know, the, the cleats and the, um, you know, it, whether it's a hockey stick or whatever oh it is, I mean, there's hockey so is much crazy expensive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, look at things at buying used for instance, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound glamorous and fun, but listen, let someone else take the hit for the, for the new expensive thing. And you just get it secondhand because a lot of stuff is still good. Um, and so, you know, I, I would say buy used when possible as well. Sure. I mean, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because the, the, the sh- cleats and stuff look good for like 30 seconds and then yeah, they're right, scuffed exactly. up. So, you know, a couple things about the sport. So there are sports that really don't cost anything. Um, you know, a, a child can take up running, uh, cross country running, and uh, they can basically do that anywhere. So um, that might be something to get them outside and be physically active. And it really doesn't cost much. It's not a team sport, you know, and then when they get up in high school, they can join the team and stuff. Um, and right. the other- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The thing is with this martial arts, I feel like I need to explain my... (laughs) So he was just, yes, I know. So he he was invited to be in this leadership group and I was, he really, you know, he, he's got some leadership qualities and he's also got some kind of crazy hyper qualities too. And I was like, I think this leadership thing could really be good for him. Cause it's almost like if, if you're called a leader, you perform and you rise to that level. So I thought it was good for him, even though it is expensive. And I told him he's allowed to do martial arts three times a week. And I told him if we were spending this kind of money on that, that he needs to go at least twice a week and sometimes three. I know we can't always go three times a week, but he needs to get his money's 
worth on that. So I did, we talked about it and I kind of explained to him how much it was, what the cost was per month and that, and there are days like we'll get ready to go. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to go. I don't feel good. I might tell me hurt. You know, I'm like, no, you promised me (laughs) that you were going to go at least twice a week. And and he goes and he ends up loving it once he gets there. Sure. Um, Sure. So I think that's a good thing. Just tell them how much some of this stuff costs so they can dedicate themselves and commit themselves to it. Yeah, absolutely. And having that expectation is not a cruel thing. If anything, that's a that's a huge gift you give your child because there's going to be things in life that they're going to be expected to do and they have to show up even though they don't want to. Um, but whether financially you put your time in or it, maybe it's part of your job, whatever it is. But again, you're setting that character quality in them. And so, I th- yeah, I think that's great communicating that on the front end. Yeah. Now, um, for parents who have all this to look forward to down the road, babies are incredibly <laughs> yes. expensive too. I mean, I remember can not waiting until they were done with formula and diapers so I could like stop spending money on that. Um, how does a, a somebody who's expecting a family expecting how can they prepare for the costs? Yeah, I mean, this is a hard one because I, I yeah I, I had my first child two years ago and I was like you know, this baby is tiny and it takes up no room, but yet it's like the most expensive person in our household <laughs> right now. Like, how is this possible? Yeah. So you just really want to be as proactive on the front end as possible. So, so again, one of my big, big messages in life is getting out of debt. And so if you're in the process of getting out of debt and paying down your debt, taking any extra income you have, cutting expenses and throwing everything and getting out of debt, if you're doing that and you're expecting, I say, hold off on that, pay minimum payments on all of your bills and all of your debt, and then start cash, you know, um, saving up a pile of cash on the side. And so you really want to save up for a big fund when that, when that child comes, because having some money, an emergency fund in a sense, there in the bank when the child comes is huge, just in case not only if something goes wrong, you know, within pregnancy or even labor and delivery and all of that, um, and you have some extra medical costs that way, or there's just things that you're just not used to adjusting to, and you just have that spare cash there versus going deeper into debt. So I would say from this point on, if you're expecting, start just stockpiling some money and save, save, save until that baby gets here. That's number one. Number two, uh, as a, as a woman, if you are working, you know, look ahead and say, okay, am I going to be, um, working, you know, do you get paid for maternity leave? You know, how long are you going to take? Uh, and because if an income, if you're too, two income household goes down to one, there's going to have to be some expenses cut. You're going to have to really cut back if you're not being paid. And so just plan for that kind of thing as well. Uh, plan for your medical expenses. I I'm pregnant with, with, uh, number two and I forgot completely, which is so horrible. I should know this, uh, you know, that doctor's bills, they start happening because you go to the doctor, you know, once a month. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, you know, there I am at the front swiping my debit card, paying for this bill. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that it already comes. I always just thought of labor and delivery costs. Um, but no, you're paying for things on the front end as well. And so just be prepared for that. That's coming and put that in your budget, have a plan, uh, and know what's coming and when it is. And I'd also say with all the baby stuff, especially your first is usually when parents go a little bit more overboard because you don't know what to expect. You're excited. All the, all the fun, you know, world of baby kind of opens up in front of you and you're like, oh my gosh, there's 16 different strollers and so many cribs and so many, (laughs) I need three strollers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so, you know, it's so easy to go overboard, uh, when it comes to, you know, the nursery and all the baby gear and all that. But I would just say again, talk to friends and family who have done this and just get what you need. And I, and again, I, I made mistakes on this for sure. I mean, I look back, you know, with my first and I'm like, why did we get all of that stuff? You know, there was like 18 places for her to sit around the house. We just needed really two, you know, it just wasn't right. 
it's just not realistic. And so talk to people because you really can save a lot of money by just saying no to yourself because a lot of things are more for the parents uh, than for the kids. And so, you know, just be realistic with all the baby gear and all of that because, uh, gosh, you can spend into oblivion. And it's so easy to because, again, the excitement and even the unknown of that world, but talk to people, get good advice and just get what you need. And I remember there were a lot of deals. Like if you just know where to look like Amazon mom, and I knew how much, like what was a good deal per diaper. Um, and, um, and I, so, you know, like, as you do this, like, oh, okay, you know, so-and-so has got them on sale for 13 cents a diaper. That's a really great price. And I'm going to stock up on them. So you can kind of, you know, work the system a little bit and know how no, you can it, save money here and there. It's just really helpful. Absolutely. And that's good advice because it's being proactive. You're being intentional again versus things just happening to you where you're just like, okay, I'll just buy whatever. This is great. Then that's where you end up spending so much money. So do your work on the front end, just like you're saying. And yes, it will save you a ton. Uh, it's a little bit of work, you know, figuring out all of that, all the numbers and, and what's a better buy, but it's so, so worth yeah. it. And you can always sell some of that stuff on Craigslist or something. We did that a lot. We sold all of our strollers on Craigslist. You know, we had like one that was really light that would go into a taxi cab. And then we had one that was more rugged that would go on a city sidewalk and we sold them and it was a good deal for somebody else. You could also look on Craigslist list and get some get some used things too so hundred oh, yeah. percent yeah. yes just like the sports equipment yeah do the same for your kid yeah absolutely okay so single moms so I have some friends who are single moms they have special demands and considerations when it comes to money issues yes they do yeah single moms you're 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 in a tough spot because what's hard is you don't have that other mind working with you when it comes to your money. Um, and so everything's up to you, you know, I mean, you're the one grocery shopping, you're the one changing the oil in your car. I mean, you are doing everything in life. And so there's a lot of, uh, responsibility on you. And so I would say, number one, one of the best pieces of advice I can give you is figure out your financial situation. Uh, and this is true for anyone, but specifically for single moms, because I want you to know where you're at. I want you to know exactly what income's coming in for the month, where it's going, how much you're saving, what does retirement look like? Uh, you know, know what, if you have uh, child care, what that's costing you, know what you're spending on food, just have a plan, which is really a simple budget, a zero based budget. And I use the app every dollar. It's a great budgeting tool for anyone out there. Uh, but if you're a single mom, this is going to help you. It's going to help you plan where your money's going. And, and so that's, that's your cash flow in a sense, but also know what debt you have and have a plan to start getting out of debt and working your way out. And so just knowing your whole financial situation, getting all the files out and everything and just, you know, having kind of a state of the union for yourself of, okay, here is where I am financially is really going to help you probably breathe a little bit easier. The, the world of the unknown stresses a lot of people out. And so if you just think, okay, well, I have no idea really what's going on, but I just feel like I'm surviving and, and I want to keep everything at, you know, an arm's distance. Uh, that's where you end up getting into trouble. And, and, and once you look at everything, it honestly probably isn't as bad as you think it's going to be. So many people don't even want to like look at the bills or log in online on their bank account. It's like, I don't even want to see it, uh, but don't avoid that. You have to, you know, push in, figure out your financial situation. Also single moms, you need life insurance. Mm -hmm. And so I recommend about half a million dollars on you, uh, as a single mom. And so just in case something happens to you, just knowing that your kids are taken care of. So single moms get life insurance. Number three, find community, find people in your life that are, you know, either single moms and that can do this with you, um, or, or other people, friends, family in life that you can talk to specifically about your money and just having that second mind to help you make decisions, large purchases, that kind of thing. It just helps, you know, having multiple people, 
um, that are good with money, be able to speak into your life is huge. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of, you know, really where, where I say for single moms to start again, figure out your financial situation. Part of that is doing a budget, make sure you have life insurance and also find people around you that can support you. Sure. Now uh, we've got summer coming up here and um, camps are expensive, but there's lots of cool things that you can do with kids during the summer that don't cost a lot of money. And I know on your website you have snow days, but a lot of those would apply to summer uh, vacation as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, find creative things you can do in the kitchen. You know, Pinterest is, is a, I have a love-hate relationship with Pinterest. It makes me feel really horrible and non-creative about myself, <laughs> but there's so many great ideas. So find fun things, you know, fun lunches and snacks that you can make with your kids. Uh, you know, even uh, even go have a picnic, you know, for lunch instead of eating inside. Just go out, get a blanket, sit in the yard if you have one, and, and just eat outside. It's amazing that it will just even break up the day. Uh, I, I had this happen to me a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I so appreciate that my niece and nephew in the mail sent our family each like a piece of construction paper with the drawing and just said you know we love you aunt rachel and uncle winston and amelia and and it was just this little piece of artwork it wasn't a big deal but she was like yeah we were bored one day and just you know made some cards and sent them off to all the family and i was like oh that's so fun and it it obviously kind of made my day i was like oh that's so sweet so find you know little things you can do you know for family members uh or even friends and just kind of have an art day and send it off in the mail uh and let the let your kids see that and so that that's pretty inexpensive but gives at least a good hour uh, of craft time. Sure. And there's almost every community has summer festivals, free museum days. You can go online, kind of find these things and, you know, get the kid out of the house and go to some free event somewhere. So um, yes, yeah, those are more things to do. Yeah, they're at the house. But yes, look, Google, Google your city, figure out what's free. And you're exactly right. There's so many great things to do. Okay, so Rachel, um, what will you be speaking next? How can parents find your videos? How can they learn more about you and what you're doing? Sure. Well, you can go to rachelcruz.com and I have lots of videos there. My YouTube channel, uh, is, is up. And so you can, you know, subscribe to that. And that's obviously where a lot of the videos live is there on my YouTube channel, but I'm also on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can check me out. And my speaking schedule is there on my websites, but I will be, uh, stop traveling, you know, mid May ish because of I'll be in the third trimester of my pregnancy and people probably don't like to stare at a huge pregnancy. <laughs> Stage speaking. So, uh, so my last event for the season is May 11th in Chicago. It's an event called Money and Marriage, and I'm doing it with Dr. Les Parrott, and he's a marriage expert, and I bring the finances, and it's a really fun night. We've done two of these events already, and they are just so great. So that'll be May 11th in Chicago. Wow, that sounds great. And good luck with the rest of your pregnancy, and um, it was wonderful to have you here today yes, and so share so many great thanks. tips. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Rachel. And thank you as well for listening today. We always welcome your comments and suggestions. We are hashtag Kids Kitching on all the socials. So tune in there. We love to hear your comments and share the podcast. A lot of great information there. And we'll catch you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 